Welcome to Health Trust Candid Conversations podcast. This is a conversation series where we highlight physicians, clinicians, and supply chain leaders who are innovating, caring for those in need, and working to improve human life. In this conversation, I talk with Jennifer Westendorf, Director of Surgical Services at Health Trust, who leads our Surgical Advisory Board and CBOR Specialty Committee. Joining us are two members, Vicki Riedel from HCA and Jessica Corso from Franciscan Alliance. Both are nurses and advisory board members. We will be discussing the HT Advisor online community group that each of them participate in. Jennifer and I discuss how she uses this platform to share information with our members and include their feedback to enhance our advisory board and contracting process. Both Vicki and Jessica bring color to the member perspective and share how they use the platform, their favorite modules, as well as give us suggestions to improve the functionality. Since we are upgrading this community group to a larger platform, Health Trust Huddle, this conversation inspired me to understand the perspective of a new user and how we can enhance our platform to better serve both new and current members. Hi, I'm Kim Kelly. I'm the administrator of the HD Advisor platform. And today we're going to discuss Health Trust Advisor, what it is, and how you can also participate. Joining me is our Director of Surgery, Jennifer Westendorf, and two Health Trust members, Jessica Corso from Franciscan Alliance and Vicki Riedel from HCA. We are hoping that you will take away a better understanding of the platform, how you can participate in the sourcing process, and gain additional networking with your peers at Health Trust via the HT Advisor platform. So why don't we start with some quick bios? And Jen, why don't you tell us a little about yourself? Sure, thank you. I'm Jennifer Westendorf. I am an OR nurse, director of surgery here at Health Trust and the clinical operations team. And with that, I oversee the surgical advisory board and the CVOR specialty committee. All right, thank you. Vicki, would you like to go next? And I'm Vicki Riedel, and I, am, uh, I also work here at Health Trust supporting HCA with all of the nursing commodities. My background is the emergency department. Um, I spent 25 years there. It was a long wait. And um, <laughs> then I came to Health Trust and have been here a number of years doing the nursing commodity items and working some with Jen and um, with some other folks around me. All right. Thank you. Jessica, how about you? Fantastic. My name is Jessica Corso. I'm with Franciscan Alliance. Um, I've been a nurse for them for over 16 years, recently taking the position in supply chain with Caterpillar as the category program director for um, nursing and ambulatory services. Very good, welcome and thank you all so much for, for participating today. This is gonna be fun. Um, we thought we would get started by uh, talking a little about what HT Advisor is. So um, before we get into a lot of the conversation, HT Advisor is an online platform with an integrated app. So if you prefer to access via an app on your phone, it was created in response to member feedback we heard loud and clear from our members that they wanted to be more aware of what was going on in the sourcing process and to have, an, have a voice. They also wanted to be able to connect with the clinical and sourcing teams at Health Trust and the benefit of engaging with each other as well. Um, on a side note, I do want to clarify uh, sourcing, the term sourcing. We hear that, we throw that term around a lot and um, get questions on what does sourcing really mean so for the purposes of this conversation, it may be helpful to clarify the term sourcing. So sourcing or contracting, we use those terms interchangeably, refers to the process that we undertake when we negotiate a contract or an agreement with a supplier. 
for a specific set of, you know, whether we're doing products, supplies, implants, equipment, whatever we're contracting for. And believe it or not, this process does take many months to complete. There's, there's lots of steps involved. Uh, some of the uh, teams that work on the sourcing process include negotiators, finance, clinical, advisory board members, cross-reference teams. So you can see it's a very wide, multidisciplinary group. And then there's lots of steps also that each of those people may participate in. Uh, one of the steps you may be of interest in is a clinical review where um, the clinical team at Health Trust and advisory board members will do head-to-head -head comparisons of supplier products to see how one supplier product may compare to another. We also uh, like to make sure that we have all of the uh, appropriate suppliers and their products included in the negotiations in the project for the category that's being negotiated, as well as make sure we do a very thorough review of all member spend data. So those just give you some examples of what happens during the sourcing or contracting process, I have definitely um, glossed over it, but just to give you an idea, when we say sourcing or contracting during this conversation, that is what we are referring to. <clears throat> so back to Health Trust Advisor. We've created this platform to provide a voice to more members during the sourcing process. It has multiple different modules or areas within the platform that you can participate in. Things such as surveys, polls, um, chats and discussion topics, and you can narrow down a lot of those topics by specialty area. So whether it's surgery, cardiovascular, laboratory. All content that is in the platform is created by the clinical operations team at Health Trust in partnership with the sourcing team. So the clinical operations team, so you're aware, it includes our advisory board directors like Jennifer Westendorf, who is here with us, um, and some of her uh, co-workers who work in CV, radiology, laboratory, respiratory, so lots of different areas. And they're all um, subject matter experts in their given field. So let's talk about the platform. One thing you will notice when you enter the platform and you log in, it's very similar look and feel to social media style tools, which you may already be familiar with. They are um, very intuitive to navigate, pretty easy. So I thought maybe what we could do is start by talking about some of those features. So Jennifer, let's start with you. Can you provide us with an overall view of Health Trust Advisor and what you believe that members could gain from engaging in this platform? Sure, so Health Trust Advisor is a platform that gives every single Health Trust member that has signed up, whether they're a clinician, they're a supply chain individual, or they're in the administration area, the opportunity to provide insight into their specific experience, both as suppliers and with products within that particular category, which will then have a direct impact to the recommendations that the clinical advisory board makes. And so we really need that feedback from all of the Health Trust members to enhance the clinical discussion that we have during our board meetings, whether it be surgery, nursing, lab, et cetera. And from the perspective of the clinical advisory board members, the platform actually provides an avenue for them to gain insight from their clinical and supply chain colleagues from across their own organization. So think of it as another tool in their toolbox to help them gather the necessary information to prepare and then participate in those clinical conversations that we have at the board meetings and calls. So as we all know, each facility across the country is very unique 
And by utilizing this platform to gain feedback from across their organization, they can assist their board members in providing feedback that represents the diversity of all of their facilities. That's great, Jen. So to summarize, I want to make sure I'm hearing you correctly. What you're saying is when members use this platform, one way they could benefit is to see what some of their peers are saying or doing, and then they can take that back to their facility and kind of start a conversation with some of the clinicians to see if they're experiencing similar either positives or negatives regarding contracts. Exactly. So if, you know, one member is sharing something that works really well, they can take that and apply it to their facility or the other way around. If there's an issue that's coming up where there's supplier or product issues and it, maybe it hasn't bubbled up yet at their facility, they can get ahead of that by receiving this feedback on the HD Advisor platform. That's great. That's a great way to um, to share feedback and to share practices. I love that. So, so uh, just a question, Kim. You can mm. you can use this for existing contracts as well as finding out information on products that may not be on contract, right? Correct. Yep. We have um, we have dedicated sections to talk about contracts, and then we have other sections where we talk about perhaps it's an upcoming category category expansion, or it could be a brand new technology that's just come out in the field that members are wanting to understand, hey, are you hearing about this? Because I have a supplier who's beaten down my door um, and who just want feedback from someone else to understand, you know, what are you all dealing with? So absolutely. Um, Jen, when you think about creating content for Health Trust Advisor, what conversations do you take into account and who's kind of behind the scenes to, for you to bounce ideas off or help you ensure you're going in the right direction? So when I'm thinking about developing content for the platform, I typically start with the Health Trust Work Plan, which is available to members on the member portal. I'll then take that to help plan out the timing because I really want to try to get that feedback before the category comes to my board for discussion. Um, so I want to try to gain all of that insight from across the membership to then bring to my board meeting to help that dialogue and to make sure that we're considering the perspectives from all across the country. So you take the comments from all of those members who may not have access to an advisory board and share that with your board members to kind of round out your conversation. Absolutely. That's great. Mm -hmm. That's great. I love that. That would certainly give you some advance information when contracts are, are being negotiated and when you're getting ready to talk about it at board. And yeah, it, it absolutely does because it, it honestly helps the negotiator better understand: Are they on the right path? Like, are they thinking of the right strategy? Are they incorporating the right suppliers? There's many times where somebody has provided feedback, whether it's in an open comment contracting section or through a survey but they've talked about a supplier we didn't have on our radar. And so it's like, oh my goodness, we need to incorporate that supplier because somebody's using them. So that gives us the opportunity to pull them in, understand the spend, what's going on, why are they using that product? Is it clinically superior? Does it, is it easier to use? What's, what exactly is going on? So it really helps when we get that feedback. Timing is so critical. That's great. So that actually answered the second part of the question of who do you work with? You work directly with the negotiators to make sure that, you know, you're hitting the mark and getting them what they need and ensuring that they understand the category and the suppliers that they're taking on and, and negotiating. That's great. Yeah, absolutely. I'll collaborate with not just the negotiators, but also the contract portfolio director I'm in surgery. That's Tamara Hennen. And so we'll look at surveys to make sure that we're hitting the mark and asking the questions that 
our negotiators need answers to. And those uh, clinical portfolio directors, those are clinicians and nurses in their respective backgrounds. Is that right? Yes, they are. Yes, Tamara is an OR nurse by background and has a wealth of experience. That's great. So how often do you hear complaints about products on the advisor? Very often? I think when we ask for, um, when we're looking back at feedback is when I see most of them, when we're reflecting back on a category, preparing to move into the next phase is when I've seen, hey, I remember we had issues when we tried to convert from product A to product B, or there was a back order related to. That's most of the time I've seen it. What about you, Jen? Yeah, I'm actually glad you brought that up because I don't typically see that a lot. And when I post out open comments for surgery and for CBOR, I want to hear about the good, the bad, and the ugly. Because if we don't know about it, if it's something that's going on with the supplier or the product, um, the clinical quality is not there, if we don't know about it, we can't address it and can't fix it. So I absolutely want to hear about that on HD Advisor. Well, and and I know the supply chain folks know that you can go to a a provider um, feedback form or um, a, a product quality form, but but since this really is being used in the field for people that are not supply chain folks, that would be very helpful. Absolutely. You definitely hit the nail on the head with that, Vicki. It would. And that's actually a really good segue into the survey module, because I believe when you do your surveys, you also elicit deeper feedback around quality of products and how suppliers have performed. Um, <clears throat> can you talk about that a little bit, Jen? Yeah, Kim, I agree. From a participation standpoint, I tend to get the most feedback on the surveys. However, I have had some really insightful information provided in several of my contracting posts, but overall, I tend to use surveys to get a little deeper and, and to ask more questions and really find out what's going on. For me, Surveys tend to tell the story of what's going on in the field with a particular category. And it can really help the negotiator, as I mentioned before, to make sure that they're on the right track. And then again, to Vicki, your point also, to understand what problems are going on with products or suppliers within a category. And then it's also helpful to gain insight from the membership regarding clinical resources that may be needed to support the category in the future. So I tend to ask a lot of questions on my surveys of what documents do you need, what will help you, um, what will help your clinicians to ease any implementation or conversion. So that's good. So in your surveys, you're asking questions specifically about who the suppliers are, who are they largely using, and then those products associated with that. Is that correct? Yeah, correct. So I'm, I'm asking Um, not just the suppliers and the products, but I'm also asking about the clinical acceptability of products. Um, Sometimes I'll ask questions, you know, if there's a clinically superior product, what is that product and what features make it clinically superior? Mm. Because I really want to understand how the field is feeling about particular categories and products. Driving those outcomes. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So important to understand, you hit on a good point on what tools they need during conversion. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's really, really important for us to identify early on so that we can develop what's needed, right? And make sure that we've been really thorough with that. Because if there is a conversion, you know, to your point, Jessica, about, you know, quality and, and outcomes, you have to make sure that you're prepared on the front end to, to implement that. Many times you would not think that a commodity conversion would require any in-servicing. So Mm -hmm. it's good to get feedback from folks that have done it so that hopefully someone will say, no, 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 this is what's going to happen. You have to do it this way. Yeah. Right. Um, Your audience matters. 
and mm-hmm. especially during these times, um, there's been a lot of turnover, a lot of change. Yeah. And you have to remember your end user is a novice for the most part right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know that we're about 70% with a year or less of experience and that is, um, that's a big deal. Wow. So it, so it sounds like you're saying that's going to become even more important going forward. We're going to have to make sure that we have the tools and we've really addressed the needs of those new clinicians who don't have that experience to rely on. Correct. So when they go to that shelf and it is a new widget, are all the parts and pieces in that pack to remind them all the key steps that it takes to do the job. Right. So you change one thing, you can change outcomes. That's fantastic Mm -hmm. feedback to have. Yeah, thank you for sharing that because, you know, as you think about new nurses, they're trying to learn how to be a nurse, essentially. Not and, drown. And not drown. And if we change product on them, and that <laughs> really does impact. Right. It really has a really big impact. So I'm glad you mentioned that. That's probably a good discussion to have at our um, advisory boards, too, mm-hmm. to, to see, like, mm-hmm. you know, specifically ask. So if there's a new nurse out there using this or you have younger, less tenured staff, how could that affect converting from one product to another? Not that it, you wouldn't convert, but there just may be extra tools or extra support needed. So that's really helpful to understand. Yeah. Well, Jen, that's been really good. Thank you for sharing all of that. Give us a little peek behind the curtain so we can see kind of how you use HD Advisor to incorporate it into the advisory board process. I know it's kind of a mystery what happens at the advisory boards and how we do what we do. So uh, this has been very helpful. Our goal is to help grow adoption of Health Trust Advisor because the more clinicians, you know, Vicki, as you referenced, those end users that are not supply chain who we need to hear from, you know, we want to grow their voice in, in the Health Trust Advisor platform. So as we think of how to do that, um, what would tell us how you use it, what you like and what you would like to see improved as we're thinking of other members? So I... You know, I started using the platform when it first came out before it went out to the other members. Mm -hmm. Um, And what I really find helpful are the trends and ideas area, as well as the contract topics. That really provides me some excellent feedback um, from the field, from people that are actually out there using these products. There are a lot of new products available, and it's so helpful to hear from around the country regarding that. Um, Typically, users on the platform will expound on either positive or negative attributes Mm -hmm. related to that and that's helpful too Um, so I look forward to seeing the conversion area become more robust because I know that that's going to be a bit of a game changer as well when when we look at at converting products what Mm -hmm. were the issues Mm -hmm. with the conversion and what do you need to know yeah so for for all of you out there trends and ideas that Vicki just mentioned we have a couple of different modules that are very similar trends and ideas and and contract topics similar in format of how they're set up. Content is very different. The trends and ideas are a lot of our, we'll talk about best practices. We'll talk about, you know, new products that are coming to market or a new, maybe a new product that's just coming to contract. It may not be new to market, but it may be new to contract. Um, we'll talk about, you know, new technologies that are coming out there. And so those are all of the types of things that Vicky's saying is, is so helpful to be able to see what your peers around the world or around the country are doing really. And then the contract section is just that. It's, you know, all of the topics that are contract related that we're talking about. And both of those areas are set up in kind of a social media style discussion thread. Do you guys like that format? Does that make it um, easier to follow? Or what do you think about? 
how you post and, and how that works. Right. So I love going in and seeing that um, conversation. It really is nice to see others give their feedback. And if it's a topic that I don't know much about, I will definitely take the time, um, reach out to those end users who have the knowledge that are providing that care, who've probably read an evidence-based journal, who have had the opportunity to possibly go to a conference, utilize that product, or have seen a demo of that product that may have interest, and then bring it back. I really enjoy being able to bring it back, put in the dialogue. Um, it may not be my voice, but I'll at least say, hey, I've touched base with, and this is the feedback I've received. Mm -hmm. So it's really nice to put it out there that way. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And the discussion threads, the way it's, you know, it goes by date, however, it does kind of follow a conversation style, which is really, really nice does. and folks respond to each other. So it does make it easy to follow for sure. And so Jessica, I noticed that you participate in contract topics a lot. I do. Um, do you want to talk about that a little bit and give us your feedback? I think a lot of it as a new member, um, trying to appreciate how everything blends together. I learned not until a few months in that the um, contract roadmap even existed. So that was key step number one. <laughs> and I will tell you, it wasn't part of the onboarding. So that mm. coming forward a little bit later, I wasn't able to connect the dots. Yeah. And then when um, I did get onboarded with the portal and then told that the advisor app lived there, I grew up in the world of technology, right? The mm -hmm. internet was born when I was in high school. So I was like, there's an app for this. <laughs> I'm game. So I got on and it was, it was really easy to follow. I loaded my profile. I got into every single category that the ideas and topics and contracts. And then when I attended the advisory board meetings, it just it, it made more sense. Mm. It was finally, oh, this product's coming forward. Oh, I see what's happening now. They're, 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 they're pulling at us for our knowledge. They're pulling at us for our experience. So all the more reason to get on there, have our voice be heard so that we are doing best for the folks at the bedside. Mm -hmm. No, that's, that's very important. And, and you hit on a, a good point there of, you know, like all of the feedback, you were like, oh, they're actually taking all of yes. that feedback and yeah. they want to hear what we have to say. Yes. Um, I think that's a... Um, it made me more excited to participate. It really, it, like, they're listening. They're paying attention. This yeah. is fantastic. Yeah. Makes you feel like you're more part of the story. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, I'm invested. You are invested. Mm -hmm. That's great. Um, Jen, let's, let me switch over to you for a minute and ask you, um, from all of the comments that... Uh, Vicki and Jessica just talked about that they read through and, and they look at how um, how do you use those uh, in the advisory board process? I know you said that you you use it to, to foster discussions, but like how else are you kind of including that to really get the conversation going? Yeah, Kim, I typically use that feedback in a couple of different ways. I'll weave comments from HT Advisor into the discussion about a particular category by sharing that specific feedback. And I'll tell the board, hey, this came from HT Advisor. This was the feedback. What do you think? Um, often, I'll also actually take the survey results and I get a beautiful slide deck out of those results. And I'll pull in those slides right into the presentation so they can see exactly what what was said by the by the members, the feedback, where people are thinking, where people are leaning. It's all anonymous, so they can't see names or IDNs or anything like that. Um, but that often will spark dialogue, and that's what we need. We need to have that conversation happening at the clinical boards to understand what's going on, because we're not just looking at the clinical acceptability of a product. That's extremely important to our clinical boards. 
We absolutely have that discussion. We also want to make sure that we can operationalize something. So we need to look at, you know, from an implementation perspective, education, what is needed, what are those challenges we're going to experience. And if I can get some of that feedback from HT Advisor and pull that into the board, that conversation just is, is a much more positive conversation. And, and we're thinking about it. And it's like, yeah, I didn't think about that issue. That is, a, that is something we need to talk about and we need to address and we need to have a solution for. So in, in actual fact, then, the um, particip- by participating in HT Advisor, you really do have a voice in the sourcing process. That's wonderful. That's so good to hear how it's tied together. Yeah, you absolutely do. We want to hear from all of you. Um, we need your feedback. We need your clinical expertise. And we need to understand how you're using the products and what is working and, most importantly, what is not working. That was great. So this has been some great feedback about the modules and how the health trust, how the members and health trust participates in the platform. So I kind of want to change gears. We've talked about what the platform is. Now I want to talk about why. Why should a member participate? Why should anyone who doesn't know what Health Trust Advisor is and they've heard how they have a voice, why do you all feel like they should? So Vicki and Jessica, imagine you were talking to a member who didn't know what Health Trust Advisor was and um, how would you suggest or why would you suggest they use the platform? What, what could they get out of it to incorporate into their, their roles at their facility? Vicki, you want to go first? Sure. Um, so I think that a facility supply chain would encourage f- clinicians to sign up. Even if they didn't, you could still use the discussion topics um, to share with those end users for response. So pull um, those comments out mm-hmm, to, mm-hmm. to like what Jen does. Exactly. And exactly. you do that at the facility. That's a great and idea. And those responses, those are the canary in the coal mine. When you're trying to, to do a conversion, you're, you're contemplating this and you, that's your, that's your first sign that something is really good or maybe it's not. And then you have to go to your end users and, and ask them about that. Mm-hmm. So if you have a platform where the end users can see this and share their opinions it's so, it just saves so much time, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah, um, it kind of puts the, you know, at the front end, you're kind of going and say, here are the objections I've heard, instead of trying to implement and then get down the road, and then all of a sudden you have all these objections come up. Exactly, exactly. It does need to be welcome. That's a great way to put it, because it helps you problem solve and, and get to mm-hmm. the end mm-hmm. easier, faster, and as a team, right? Right, right. Yeah. So what about conversion challenges then, Vicki? You were you were saying something about that? Oh, you know, if conversion challenges are identified, you can incorporate that into your overall plan. If you have a lot of people that are saying, well, yeah, you can do this, but here's what you have to know, then it gives me an idea that it's going to take me longer than I thought. Hmm. And I'm probably going to have to do a little more legwork. I may have to get the reps in here, you know, whatever. Um, but that gives me an idea. Um, and it also can be used to review new ideas coming up and, and you can, it can be used to poll the country about new ideas being marketed. I think, as you said, um, a little while ago, Jen, you know, you hear from the field all the time, these people are pinging me about this product and you can actually put it out there and say, is anybody else hearing anybody else using? I think we did that with one of the, um, postpartum balloons. We did. Mm-hmm. That was, a, that was actually a conversation we did have out there was, mm-hmm. was polling folks about postpartum balloons and what do they use and how do they use them? Yeah. And we did a discussion as well. So right. that, we got a lot of good feedback on that. 
And um, and actually, it, it ended up in a sourcing event to be able to allow the negotiator to understand why um, the need is so great out there. Mm-hmm. You know, the spend may not be really high, but there's definitely a patient safety issue and a mm-hmm. need for that. So mm-hmm. that, that's a good call out, Vicki. Um, so I, it sounds like a conversation within the platform around conversions specific to challenges would be would be appropriate to have then? You know, I think so. And, and I also wonder if when we, when we put specific products out for comment, maybe asking that question directly. Mm-hmm. Have you, if you're using it, have you had conversion challenges or any pearls yeah. of wisdom? Just being like black and white about the question mm-hmm. instead of kind of dancing around and saying, leaving it open, if mm-hmm. you will. Right. Mm-hmm. It's a good idea. I think Vicki really nailed it on the head, being able to appreciate what's going on across the membership. Um, it is absolutely a great place to get feedback about what's going on. I know that I can't always connect with the board members um, amongst our organization, and I'm able to get some of that feedback from others when mm-hmm. I'm when we really need to make a decision. So um, that's been really beneficial because you know people get time off too. And sometimes those decisions need to be made before you can seek out your own person. I also love to be able to see uh, what new technology is even being considered or discussed. What about the fact that you can, I think you kind of alluded to this earlier, the fact that you can see comments across many different departments, right? So while you may be nursing, there could be a product used in... I don't know, surgery that would impact you right. that you want to understand, right? So exactly. is that a, um, does that kind of help? Is that a game changer in the platform? It is be- only because I think that regardless of um, who is using that product the most, it's still going to ultimately affect that end user when it's brought to the floor. Mm. So I think bringing it to our collaborative groups, yes, they're specific, but we also have just one for nursing itself. So getting the expert opinion, but then also who's going to manage it at the, at the end is really important. It's one thing for the surgery to say, yes, I can put this in. This part and piece fits. It's great. So great. But the ones taking care of it before the patient goes home, that perspective is just as important to me to know how well is it really working from A to B to discharge? That's a really good point and, and something that I think is um, easily able to navigate in the platform. You can go to all different de- departments and see all of the discussions, right? So you right. know that, hey, that product may be put in in the OR, but if I'm in recovery, I got to know how to deal with it. Exactly. So the other thing that just came to my mind is that uh, how much time do you spend trying to chase down people to ask their opinion about a product? Yes. And, you know, they're not there every day of the week or they may be going on off shift. This is a 24-7 platform. Exactly. If they make their comments in here, you're going to get them. Yes. Absolutely. So we've been talking a lot about contract conversions. Um, You guys keep, you guys, I think in each each discussion we've had here, contract conversions come up, which is obviously, you know, it's a pain point for everyone. Um, It can be you know, varying degrees of difficulty, depending on the department, depending on the product, depending on the size of the hospital. Um, You know, there's so many, so many variables. And it sounds like this tool could maybe serve um, to assist with some of the tools that that would be needed. Um, 
what do you what do you think ways that that could be helpful using this tool for for contract conversions? How could we, you know, maybe not what's there today, but in future state, how could we provide additional? Oh, um, even a link within. Well, no, you probably wouldn't want to put a link in the advisor app because not everybody could get to the health trust um, cat scan and look at the contracts. Um, it would be nice though sometimes to have some. Um, some sort of documents that were that were educational, pictorial, um, mm -hmm. showing the products. You mean like the the head to head the comparison of them. Mm -hmm. Someone brought up before about toolkits too, mm -hmm. and whether toolkits are a you know thing to be revised and and renewed again for contract conversions. To we were in a we were in a group earlier today talking about that, and and toolkits kept coming up for contract conversions. You know something that was available to be plug and play for members to use. Um, do you all think that would be a, an appropriate thing to develop and, and flesh out within the tool? Absolutely. I think that even if it took just a little bit of modification to have it work for each facility, because a lot of them work function differently, it would still be very advantageous. And talk to me a little about um, conversions, whether it's, you know, Vicki, you said earlier, something that that kind of hit home for me where you said you know it could be just a commodity product that you're swapping and you think well commodity it's no big deal i'll just change it and then something comes up so you know how could we um help with that in here is it just the networking to be able to see what people say or are there little nuggets of look for this look for that things that we could maybe come up with to provide members with almost like a tips and tricks if you will right how to or I don't know the right term we would use for it, but something like that to to give members more um, more tools in their toolbox, if you will. I can think of a great example. Let's hear it. I mean, bringing in a new CHG bathing wipe, you put it next to your actual bath wipes, you have new grads, new PCAs, bathing patients. Are they picking the correct product? Are um, they really reading? Or is it just that other bag that looks the same in the warmer? There's are a wipe, we, so I'll grab there's it. There's a wipe. It works, right? So, <laughs> yeah. But are you are you jeopardizing patient safety? Are you, you know, putting it on the appropriate body parts? There could be repercussions with something that simple. Yeah, that, that's actually a really good one that I wouldn't think would cause, you know, that much need for um, pre-planning, if you will. <laughs> I guess is the best way to say it. Yeah. Yeah. So the, the one that came to mind for me was uh, the pre-filled flush syringes. Um, the, the vendor that we went to, you have to break the seal and the other vendor you did not have to. So uh -huh. we had complaints from the field that they couldn't use this new product. It was taking too much pressure because they weren't using it appropriately. When you initially. Oh, okay. So something and, you would not think. Mm -mm, nope. And, and you would, I don't know, you would kind of think that that the vendor would say, oh, wait, this is how it's different. But I don't remember hearing that. And, right. and maybe they didn't know. I don't know. I think products are like the body. The structure has everything to do with the function. And we can't just assume that when we put it on the shelf, it works the same. That's a good point. You can't assume that, right? Mm -hmm. So maybe there's a minimum that you need to communicate. Yeah. So this has been really helpful. I, I, um, I know we didn't get to everything we wanted to talk to there, but... It, you know, to summarize, it sounds to me like the contract negotiations are just the first step on a long journey, right? That you all have to then pick up and, and finish. 
um, and having, you know, the, the hard work that happens after that, um, the tools that we could provide through Health Trust Advisor could prove to be very helpful for a lot of members. And we have to figure out how to make it important, not just to put it out there, but to really capture that end user's attention. Yeah. Jennifer, what do you think about that, about a, um, a section dedicated to just conversion discussions in general? Yeah, I absolutely love the idea of a section that is dedicated solely to post-live contracts, particularly those that have high level of clinician or physician sensitivity. You know, it provides an avenue for all of us to learn from each other and potentially identify those best practices or identify those pitfalls and challenges that we need to resolve mm -hmm. and come up with solutions to resolve. So in a, that, that's really good. Thank you. And I think I want to transition to if Vicki and Jessica in, in a perfect world, if you could say, here's what I want in the platform, <laughs> what features would be more helpful that are not there today or that we could just kind of tweak today to make better? So I would say it, it would be very nice to have an automatic uh, reminder that sent me an email that said there's new stuff out there. Mm -hmm. Better go pick it up. Um, this is another place to go to. And so if somebody doesn't remind me to go, I may not go there on a regular basis. Right. That's and a good point. And the other thought that I just thought of, you know, you when you're talking about resources for conversions, um, maybe looking at trying to figure out a way to put QR codes on there so that people could scan it and then see the resources that are available, see the product oh. brochure or whatever. Vicki, you're brilliant. <laughs> no, not me. Love some of my educators. Idea. Some of my educators. It's a fairly simple process now, I understand. That's a great so idea. That I'm going to start making them in I love my that. garage. I need to have that as a takeaway. <laughs> Jessica, what about you? What do you think? Um, I think being new to understanding how everything works and then getting on the advisor app, a tutorial will be fantastic. Mm -hmm. And I think that first connection and explanation of how it really is beneficial and um, the intent of use and how it will facilitate um, that member to honestly participate in their role to the best of their ability mm. and support that end user and ultimately the contract. Yeah. So it, it ultimately empowers them. Absolutely. Right. Mm -hmm. Which is, I think, mm -hmm. what is the missing part right now. Right. Yeah. So this has been great. And, and I have to say that both um, what you know, what you guys just brought up as things that you would like to see, we are in the process of migrating HT Advisor to a new platform that will be part of a larger um, clinical information portal, if you will, like a community. Um, and one of the things that the new portal, the new community has, is the ability to um, sign up or subscribe to updates, Vicki, like what you said. Perfect. Perfect. Oh, that's so we're great. yeah, and you can decide. You know, okay, I want to I want to um, subscribe to get a notification on if I participated in a discussion and someone else does, I want a notification on that. Or you can just say, you know what, I want a daily digest or a weekly digest. Or so there's a lot of different ways that you can say, here's what I want to hear from to kind of tap me on the shoulder and remind me, hey, that's right, I participated out there. I need to go see what else they're saying. Mm -hmm. So that's coming, which is wonderful. Perfect. That will yep. elicit so many more responses. Mm -hmm. That's so exciting. Yeah. And then it also has the ability to like I could respond directly to you, Vicky. I could say at Vicky Riedel and I can tag you and then you'll get that notification that it's come to you. So, which we don't have that today, right? So these oh. enhanced features will really just improve our communication and, and just make it a lot more streamlined. So you won't have to remember like, 
wonder if anyone's commented on that discussion I, I, I left a note under. Um, so that'll help. And then we are developing a tutorial, a how-to, uh, you know, how do you, and it'll live on the homepage to oh, say, like, great. here's how you navigate, here's where you go, here's where you can find all the important stuff that you may need. So there you go, Jessica. Aw, fantastic. <laughs> so for new people, right? right? Like, we're so in it all the time. Jen mm -hmm. and I talk about this where it's like, well, we're so used to it and we're in the middle of it that sometimes you just can't see what you don't see because I felt like a novice us. nurse again, right? <laughs> Your tunnel vision. How do I yeah. get my job done? How do I do it well? Oh, there's a nap. Like, let me dig through the weeds. Right. Now, yeah. how do I get in there? How how do do I get where in? do I yeah. comment? Yeah. What do I do? What's next? Yeah. Yeah. Uh -huh. Guys, this has been great. It's been really good. I, one last thing I want to say is that anyone listening to this who is interested in participating, you can reach out to your account management team. You can send an email to htadvisor at healthtrustpg.com. Um, with your info and we will um, chat with you back and forth and get you signed up to participate super easy um, or you could always reach out to me or Jennifer and we would get you um, get you pointed in the right direction as well so we um, deep breath we covered a lot today you guys gave us some really good food for thought you gave us some great member perspectives which I think was so helpful um, thank you Thank you, Vicki. Thank you, Jessica. This has been wonderful sharing your expertise. And Jennifer, thank you for providing the behind the scenes so that everyone can see how do we get all of this content? How does this even happen? And what, more importantly, what do we do with it, right? How are we using it? I think that's, um, I think that's very beneficial for people to understand. Um, so this was really good. I hope everyone enjoyed our conversation and um, hearing from our members soon that they are going to be wanting to participate and we will grow this tool um, to be a great platform for, um, for everyone to hopefully make their jobs just that little bit easier if we can do it and support them. So thank you very much. Thank you for having me. Of course. Thank you for developing the platform. Exactly. It's been a labor of love. <laughs> but so exciting. It is exciting. I do love it. It, it has been. It's, yeah, it's been fun been fun. Thank you. Thanks, Tim. Thank you for listening to this episode of Health Trust's Candid Conversations podcast. And be on the lookout for the announcement and launch of Health Trust Huddle and the HT Advisor community. Please visit healthtrustpg.com slash the source to find additional resources for clinicians and to listen to more of our Candid Conversations.